Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Cleveland, Ohio with my good friend Jason Lewenda of MobiusJourneys.com. He moved to Cleveland in 2010 and loves how it's a family-friendly city that has boundless experiences for foodies. In this episode, Jason and I talk about hiking to the waterfalls at Cuyahoga National Park, exploring the Great Lakes Science Center, and spending Halloween at the Lakeview Cemetery with the graves of John D. Rockefeller and President James Garfield. You hear about these three amazing experiences plus a bunch more. If you know someone that wants to visit Ohio, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Jason's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Cleveland. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Jason. Welcome to the show. Hi. Nice to be on the show, Lee. Today, we're talking about Cleveland, Ohio. I've been trying to get you on the podcast for many of the years that I've known you because I know you are like one of the biggest foodies that I know and really excited about learning all of like your tips and recommendations for like the best places to eat in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, you know, Cleveland gets a bad rap sometimes and I'm excited to share all the wonderful things that we have in Cleveland. We had a travel group here in town over the, uh, the summertime and there's just a wonderful time to kind of show off the city. So I'm excited to share some tips and tricks with your audience as well. Well, fantastic. So what's your connection to Cleveland? So back in 2010, I was living in New York City, and my ex-wife got a wonderful opportunity to work at one of the hospital systems here in Cleveland, and we never looked back. Uh, We've been here now for a little over 13 years. We've raised my daughter here, and this is our home now, and an awesome, fun, family-friendly city. That's fantastic. So uh, what are a couple of the things that like to keep you there? Cleveland has amazing history. You know, it was one of the largest industrial revolution cities and one of the largest, most wealthiest cities in the in the U.S., you know, over 100 years ago. So it really has some great institutions, the museums, the art, the culture, the food scene. I've just been wonderful. The sports teams are fantastic. And just a really fun, family-friendly city. And that's what's kept us here and kept us going. That's awesome. So if people are planning a trip to come visit Cleveland, like what time of year do you recommend them uh, them coming? My favorite time of year is going to be fall. I think the end of September, October, like really kind of mid-fall, early fall is the best time to come. Great food at that time. The weather's fantastic. And it's a really beautiful time to see the changing of the leaves and a great time to see the city and see the surrounding area. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of that, like what are some of like the, the festivals or annual events that occur throughout the year? So some of the, the fun festivals, you know, we're going to have uh, in August, you're going to have the Feast of the Assumption, which is the big... Uh, Italian festival, and then you're going to have some of the Eastern European festivals that come up that are unique to uh, our area and to the neighboring towns like Buffalo and stuff like that. You'll have Dingus Day, which comes up the Monday after Easter. Um, You'll have lots of uh, fall festivals that are more local to farms and things like that with apple picking and things like that. So those are some of the better ones, the more unique ones that we have. Nice, nice. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm here in Nashville, right? And and say if I want to come visit you in Cleveland and hang out, do I just fly directly into like the major airport there, or how do you recommend us getting there? 
So there's two kinds of airports. Both of them are about 45 minutes to an hour from the city. One's going to be Cleveland, the main airport. And then kind of the hidden gem and the secret to everything is down in the Canton area, the Akron Canton Airport. And Breeze Airways, one of the newer lower cost carriers, is another great option, especially for more regional flights and local flights. And it's a budget-friendly way to get here as well. Well, yeah, I've read a lot of information about about Breeze, and I've seen like they have some uh, like thirty nine dollars flights on some of their specials and everything. So that's a really affordable way to travel and 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 check out some of the cities like like Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. And then there's also some great areas down in the Akron Canton area too, like the Pro Football Hall of Fame and other really fun, cool stuff to do as well. Absolutely. So, okay. So say we're going to fly uh, directly into the the main Cleveland airport from there, getting into the city. How do we get there? Do we take public transportation, rent a car, get a ride share? What's the best way? I'm a, a car person. I like to take a car. I think a rental car is great, especially if you're going to go visit like Cuyahoga National Park or go see some of the outlying areas. I think a car rental is great. But if you're here just for a shorter weekend and you plan on being downtown, we do have a light rail system that'll take you right to the heart of downtown, and that's another uh, more cost-effective, affordable solution as well. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't know. D- just the way I travel, generally, I, I prefer to take public transportation if it's a if it's a good option because one that way I don't <laughs> I don't have to worry about driving, and then also I know sometimes when you go into like the city cores, parking's quite kind of expensive, or it's like hard to find a good spot that's like near your hotel, or the hotel charges you an arm and a leg. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, if you're again, if you're coming for the weekend, taking the light rail down, uh, right downtown, you'll be within a, a one, two block walk of all the major hotels. And then we also have a bus line system called the Health Line, and that will take you down to the hospital and to the museum area and make things a little bit easier, too, to see some other stuff as well. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, like you said, especially for if we're visiting like during the summertime or something like that, you know, it's a little too, a little too warm to be walking around, you know, on, on the concrete jungle, right? Yeah, absolutely. But don't forget, we got the lake. So you got the lake breeze and we're never too hot up here. But definitely don't come in January or uh, in the wintertime, uh, especially for a first time visitor. A little scary <laughs> for most. Sure, sure. So let's, let's talk about like you, you mentioned some of the hotels are, are near where the uh, the light rail ends. So what are some of your favorite hotels that, that are there in Cleveland? Well, you always got to start with the fanciest one. And in Terminal Tower, right where the light rail ends, is going to be the Ritz-Carlton. People are always a little surprised to see that we have a Rich Carlton. But yeah, so we have the Rich Carlton, which is going to be kind of the top of the food chain. And then like a block out, you're going to have um, the Schofield Hotel, which is going to be a Kempton branded hotel. You're going to have the Nine Hotel, which is a Marriott autograph collection. And then another uh, newer player, too, is the Hilton. Those are probably going to be your four best bets for hotels and different loyalty programs and stuff like that as well. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I know that. Uh, you know, we'll talk about your your brand later on, and you, so based on that, I mean, I know you know like all the really higher end properties and everything like that. Are there any like non branded hotels that are kind of like got that like local character that you know a lot of times we're looking for? So one of them that I didn't mention is also is the Hyatt at the Cleveland Arcade. So it is a name brand hotel, but it, it's in what the arcade. So it's basically one of the, our nation's first malls. So even though it is a Hyatt and it is a you know a national brand, it has some amazing architectural history and very unique hotel. It's not just a big box hotel that we're used to. And so that's something that's very unique and different to us too. And they have a great coffee shop in the area uh, there as well. And it's another great option, opportunity to see some architecture and see some old uh, Cleveland history. Yeah, that's awesome. I love being able to use my miles and points whenever I travel, but also like we said, you know, I really want to be able to find something that has like that unique character 
uh, of the city versus, you know, like the cookie cutter where you don't know if you're in Topeka, Kansas, Cleveland, Ohio, or LA or New York, you know, when you're inside the room. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with my, my travel background, that's always when I try to find, you know, for myself and for my clients as a hotel that makes you feel and know where you're staying. And I feel we have a couple of those that you can definitely tell, whether that's through the view, like at the Hilton, when you have a big view of the lake and the football stadium and some of the museums, or staying at a historical property like the Hyatt when you're staying in the arcade. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about, like, as far as, you know, like you said, that there's a, an easy walk from the light rail and those type of things for, to some of those hotels. If people are walking around and, and getting visiting some of the attractions nearby and everything like that, like, what's the, the safety situation? Is it safe to walk at night? And are there any neighborhoods maybe we need to avoid? Yeah, so I, I feel all the tourist areas and all the bigger areas that you're going to visit, you're going to be safe. We have like a, the downtown Cleveland Alliance, which is walking kind of concierge, kind of people helping out, navigating, showing you around the downtown area. If you're going to Little Italy or Ohio City or some of the bigger areas, you're going to have no problem walking around. It does get a bad rap for being an unsafe city. But, you know, the main tourist destinations and where there's foot traffic, it's totally safe and fine. Oh, fantastic. Okay, cool. Let's talk about some of the best things to do in Cleveland. You know, obviously, like you and I both travel with our kids a lot. Uh, are there any uh, great uh, attractions that we should do uh, that are kind of kid-friendly as well? Yeah, so again, our museums are fantastic. So there are some great museums that are available to us. You have the Great Lakes Science Center, which is an awesome museum, a science museum on the lakefront. That's super cool and fun. The Rock on the Roll Hall of Fame right next door is also fun and very family friendly. And then moving a little bit further east down to more of the museum area, we have an awesome children's museum that's in some historical old mansions that they redone and made a really cool, unique and beautiful children's museum. And then the Cleveland Museum of Art is fantastic as well. And it's free to the public and another great example of uh, our history a little bit. And then next to that will also be our natural history museum which has an outdoor area, almost like a zoo, that has animals and things like that. And that's also another great venue for the kids. Oh, I love it. And uh, like you mentioned, like one of the, the museums there is free. I think also what's really cool, if you have a, a B of A, I think credit card or debit card, that you can actually get into the uh, the Great Lakes Science Center for free as well too, right? Yeah, so that's an excellent point. You know, the first weekend of every month with the B of A, it's called the Museums on Us program. They do have that available to you for that first week of the month. So it might be a good target of when to travel into Cleveland and save a little bit of money. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned that at the uh, the, the Museum of Natural History, there's uh, some animals outside. From what I heard, Cleveland has a really good zoo as well, too. Yeah, so we do have a great zoo that's nearby to uh, off of uh, West 25th Street, kind of off the uh, Ohio City area. And then also kind of makes for a great day, too. You can kind of go down to some of the restaurants and some of the shops in Ohio City, and then make your way down to the zoo. Some pretty fun activities and stuff like that. You know, they have events like the Asian Lantern Festival and different kind of events throughout the year that are kind of fun and exciting to check out too at the zoo. Oh, that's really cool. Like I said, I, you know, a lot of times I travel with my kids, but sometimes, you know, we can get grandma to watch the, the kids for us and I get a little uh, weekend away with my wife. And so a couple of things that I was doing a little research on, I saw that there's an actually like a really thriving like Broadway and like music arts and, and everything like that type of uh, scene there in Cleveland as well. Yeah, so right next to the downtown core is Playhouse Square, and it's actually the second largest live theater performance area outside of New York in America, and that's always really surprising and shocking for people to hear and kind of a cool, humble brag. But 
it goes back to our <laughs> thriving history too, that we were a major, you know, metropolitan city and we've kind of kept those core values and those core uh, institutions in place. And so, yeah, it's a great opportunity, a live Broadway performance, you know, the rock hall and stuff like that. They have a lot of uh, people coming in for concerts and then we have a world-class orchestra too. So some really cool, you know, grown up type music events and venues for you to check out. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm a little r- a rough around the edges sometimes, so I c- I can always look forward to those type of events that kind of give me a little uh, refined edge for myself, you know. Absolutely, clean it up a little bit. It's all good. <laughs> little class is good for sure. Exactly. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, one of the things I was looking at is that actually Cleveland has a really thriving uh, craft brew scene as well, too. Yeah. So Market Garden Brewery was kind of them and the Great Lakes Brewery, even you know dating back even further, kind of the start to all that. So there's some really cool like breweries and things like that. Masthead downtown is another great brewery and a really great way to uh, enjoy some of the Eastern European type food that pairs well with it and some really cool kind of brew pubs and stuff like that that we have. Oh, nice. Now, one thing that I saw that it was kind of cool, a little morbid, you know, and stuff like that. So maybe it's not like the right flavor for everybody, but somebody said that the, the Lakeview Cemetery is like a kind of a cool place to go check out, learn a little history. I guess some of like, the most famous people from Cleveland are actually buried there. Yeah, so that's just right up the hill from Little Italy. So a morbid kind of day out, but definitely kind of fun because it's a beautiful, huge park system, basically. And really a great way to see the Cleveland history and see some cool different uh, people and things like that. They do some fun Halloween tours and stuff like that in the fall. So if you're coming out in the fall, you know, it might be a fun, kind of interesting thing to do as well. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like getting into the Halloween spirit by, by visiting the cemetery. Yeah, exactly. You can have that for yourself. I'm all right. <laughs> now, earlier you kind of you mentioned two different kind of uh, like neighborhoods in that Cleveland area. You mentioned Ohio City and Little Italy. I'm sure both of them have some like really great restaurants. Like, what are some of like the best restaurants in Cleveland in those different neighborhoods? So for Ohio City, I love to go like Great Lakes Brewery. It's more kind of the casual kind of vibe, but you know, really great food and great beer, of course. And it's also right next door to our uh, our market you know the west side market is an institution in cleveland it's kind of a farmer's market i don't know if you're familiar with like reading terminal market in philadelphia but it has you know old european vendors some new modern vendors so if you want to get your kielbasa and your pierogies and all those kind of fun things that's right next door and really cool kind of place to go and get some good uh, food too yeah that's awesome like normally when i go eat like i just go to one spot and like order everything I'm going to get and then sit down and, and eat. But my wife, you know, she likes to just kind of sample and nibble on a bunch of different places. So, so like going to a farmer's market like that gives her that opportunity is like her love language being able to, okay, I'm going to order like an appetizer from here an appetizer from there and, and be able to just nibble and, and experience a lot of different types of foods. Yeah. Like little Italy is great for that. Like you can start off like at the tavern of little Italy or Dolce Vita and get some food and then finish off with Tutto Carne, which is like this really cool new, like modern Italian steakhouse. And then they have a really cool place called Mount Granita, which is kind of like an Italian ice, but it's Granita, which is more of like a shaved ice and just really cool, fun places to go walk around and check out for food. It's really a, a fun spot to hang out too. No, exactly. I think that's like a perfect type of date night scenario where you can just kind of go, okay, we're going to get an appetizer at this restaurant. Maybe we'll, we'll go eat our main course over here and then go get dessert someplace else. Yeah, you're speaking the Jason Love language. As I'm sure <laughs> some of the people that are listening know that that's uh, exactly how I like to eat. 
Nice. Now, you know, especially if I if I if it's just me and my wife, I love going out for like a nice steak and and like maybe a little you know higher end type of dinner where we can kind of celebrate ourselves and enjoy ourselves you know away from the kids. Uh, where would we go for like a nice steak? Yeah, so Marble Room is kind of the hidden gem in Cleveland. Uh, it's the old National Bank building that dates back to 1906. So some amazing old history. And you walk in. At one point, it was the largest bank lobby in the country. So you just walk into like this huge 30, 40 foot tall ceilings with huge marble columns. And it's just a jewel box of a restaurant. You walk in and you, you've left Cleveland. You think you're somewhere in old Europe or something like that. And just a super special place and really tough reservation to get. They typically book out two to three months in advance, even for little Cleveland. But a great opportunity is to go to the bar right when they open. And you can get some appetizers and snacks and still enjoy uh, the ambiance of the restaurant too. Sure, sure. And I think kind of tying into with your business, like if, you, if you're staying at one of those higher end hotels and talk to the concierge, I'm sure they can kind of work some magic for you to be able to get a reservation, right? Yeah, absolutely. They can, uh, they always uh, hold back a couple tables uh, for those VIP clients and things like that. So I'm sure like the Rich Carlton concierge can work and do some magic for you. Absolutely. Now, you know, obviously there's like so many different fun things to do uh, as we're exploring Cleveland and everything like that. One of the things I, I always do is, is make sure I have a good breakfast. That way I'm not starving by lunchtime. Where would we go for a good breakfast in Cleveland? So my favorite is going to be uh, Grumpy's Cafe. It's always a great, offer, great place for you to go. It's been, you know, seen on diners, drive-ins and dives. It's in the Tremont neighborhood. It's a super great place. And then I always love a quick little breakfast too. So Luna Bakery and Cafe is wonderful. They just opened up a location downtown. So you can kind of, you know, get a quick cup of coffee and a quick pastry. They're amazing. And then Cleveland Bagel is another great one that I love too. Just grab a quick bagel and a coffee. It's always nice as well. Nice, nice. Yeah. My wife, like, speaking of coffee, my wife is like, she's a coffee connoisseur and everything. Would you recommend one of those spots or someplace else if she wants like, just like a really great cup of coffee? So my favorite place for coffee in Cleveland is going to be a, a place called Rising Star. They're going to have a location in the arcade downtown, right in the, the lobby area of Hyatt. And they're going to have some other locations throughout the city, uh, in the Ohio City area and stuff like that as well. And just a really great cup of coffee and great local business as well. That's awesome. So now, like, if we have our kids with us and everything like that, and, you know, I'm like the third kid. Uh, so <laughs> if we're all behaving and everything and we want to be able to like enjoy like a sweet treat in the afternoon, where would we go for like some ice cream or like a chocolate or, you know, some sort of candy, something like that? Yeah, absolutely. So in Ohio City, one of the old movie theaters in Ohio City, they turned into Mitchell's Ice Cream Factory. And that's just a really cool kind of fun place because they have like these floor to ceiling windows where you can see them making all the ice cream for all the different scoop shops and for all the different grocery stores and this amazing local ice cream. And they always had different seasonal flavors and things like that. So that's always my go-to when I take people from out of town for ice cream. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, um, like I said, the, you know, at the beginning, like, you're obviously the foodie. You've got, <laughs> given so many great examples here. Is there like a signature dish of Cleveland or something that you can only really find there in Cleveland or just like you maybe it's like the local culture that a certain population of people from like a different country where it's like they just make amazing food. Yeah, so that's going to be pierogies. When you think of Cleveland, you're going to think Eastern European and you're going to think pierogies. And there's different places, you know, as I said before, you're going to find them at all the local breweries are going to have them, the different little hole-in-the-wall restaurants. They're all going to have different versions of pierogies. And I think that's what you have to seek out in the menus when you're looking for them. Any uh, Any recommendations for like the – 
like one of your favorites? Yeah, for pierogies, the best place it's going to be is this place called Rowley Inn. It's right across the street from the Christmas tree house or the Christmas story house from, you know, the famous movie back, you know, when we were growing up. They have some really cool, fun pierogi dishes, including one for breakfast. And it's just a really fun, great way to uh, experience uh, that history and culture. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I always remember that, Ralphie, you're going to shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, so that's another great, fun place to go. And you can kind of explore that, made into a museum, things like that. So right across the street is the Rowley Inn. So it kind of makes a great little morning or afternoon to check out as well. Perfect. Well, cool. Well, Jason, I really appreciate coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for Cleveland. Uh, I need to come up there and hang out with you sometimes and uh, bring my stretchy pants because I have a feeling we're going to be going around to all these amazing food places and my belt's going to be a little too tight by the time we're done. Yeah. It's all about pacing yourself a little bites at a time. Absolutely. <laughs> right on. So now it's time for the final countdown. If someone only had time for one meal when they visited Cleveland, where should they go and what should they eat? To me, like, again, I think the epitome of Cleveland and just how special a city we are is always going to be, you know, our fanciest restaurant. And that's going to be the Marble Room. Just go there, have a big piece of, you know, Midwest steak, some potatoes, and just enjoy the ambiance and enjoy the Cleveland history. Oh, fantastic. Like you said, like you've been in Cleveland now for, you know, over well over a decade and everything and, and you know, raising your daughter and, and spending time with your ex-wife and, you know, all the travels and everything that you're doing. What's one of the most memorable stories of being there? It's just, uh, you know, I think our first block party that we had in our old neighborhood and just seeing kind of that family values in the Midwestern spirit a little bit and just being so welcome and, and being so invited and to see how wonderful of a community and how small of a community that, you know, Cleveland really is and how that we all support each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, sometimes that's uh, that's missing in some of the, the neighborhoods around the around the country, you know, and being able to have that that community and, and you know, that kind of like extended family feel you know, with, uh, with some of your neighbors. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Coming from New York, it's a, it was a little bit of a big change and it's a, a welcome change. So it's kind of nice to see. Absolutely. So speaking of good times and, and happy memories, where's the happiest happy hour in Cleveland? The happiest happy hour in Cleveland, I, I think, is Fahrenheit. They just reopened uh, in downtown on Public Square, right in the heart of the downtown area. And they just had some killer deals, beautiful ambiance, and a great vibe and a great place to go. Oh, fantastic. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Cleveland? I love, you know, a little bit fancier of a pie, so I'm going to go with a wood oven type choice. But that's Citizen Pie. Uh, they have a couple locations one being in, right in the heart of Ohio City, kind of near the zoo. So that might be a great opportunity for you guys. But Citizen Pie is my absolute favorite. Oh, that's awesome. I, I know it's a good recommendation but if, if you're giving it, for sure. Now, I know like with uh, with your business and I know from you know how we met through a travel group, you, know, you travel all over the world. I, I follow you on Instagram and I see all these pictures and I'm so jealous all the time. With your travels, I, I'm sure you've amassed some like, really good tips. So what's, what's one of your best travel tips? I'm going to do a little self-promotion here, uh, but that's, you know, of course, that's what we're always going to do. The higher tra travel advisor nowadays, especially post-COVID and everything like that, people don't really feel that travel advisors exist or travel agents exist. They kind of, you know, have this image of their in their head of an old lady sitting at a DOS computer, just kind of typing away and printing plane tickets. But travel advisors, you know, are the key to making the magic happen. And I think exploring and looking for a travel advisor, whether it's specific towards Disney or family or African safaris. Just trying to find someone else to help you and to navigate all the different new challenges that have come up, you know, post-COVID and trying to navigate how busy and how expensive travel is, is a great tip. No, absolutely. I think it's one of those things where it's not just the booking of the of the vacation, but it's also the, 
all the extra benefits you can get at the hotel and all the activities that maybe your, your travel agent can provide for you. And also in case there's ever a problem with your flight, your hotel, your activities, you have somebody to be able to reach out to versus, I mean, if you've ever tried to reach one of these online travel agencies online, it's almost impossible to get somebody on the phone. And so having a, having the person like you is key to be able to make sure you can get past whatever situation occurs. Yeah, especially with all the airlines and the delays and cancellations, whether it's weather-related or operational, you don't have to wait online, you know, spending 60 minutes to 90 minutes trying to, to get a hold of somebody. You can just talk to your travel advisor and they'll have some secret numbers and take care of things on the back end for you. Absolutely. Well, well speaking of that, so, you know, Jason, uh, you know, I've, obviously I've known you for many years. I've watched you you launch your business and, and see how successful it's gotten and everything. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I got into the travel business just a little bit after when we moved to Cleveland. So just a little over 10 years ago, I started off in the points and miles world with credit cards, loyalty programs, whether hotel or airline, and just kind of built up from there. I've you know, done some writing, done some public speaking engagements. And in the last couple of years, I had the opportunity to branch out and to make that passion and that hobby into a career. So I started uh, with a bespoke travel agency out of San Francisco working with ultra high net worth individuals and celebrities, just booking all kinds of crazy travel from them, from private jets and yachts to $30,000 a night suites and everything in between. And that experience was just amazing and eye-opening and has led me to build a lot of relationships with industry partners from throughout. And ultimately, I decided to start my own travel agency and build off of that. So I kind of combined the best of both worlds so I can help clients with points and miles bookings or I can help them with all the high-end stuff and everything in between. So I started earlier this year, and it's been busy. It's been wonderful. Thanks to the support of all my friends and family. It's been a, an amazing run, and I'm looking forward to many things ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to be clear for those who are listening, that although you started off with ultra-high net worth individuals and celebrities and athletes and everything like that, you basically brought all that experience down to a level where all of us that are kind of like the normal people, <laughs> although I, I doubt anybody's ever called me normal, but beyond that, you basically brought those services down to something that's a little bit more affordable for the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely. So I can do anything from you know, your basic Hyatt hotel to a vacation rental you know, in Paris or London, and then your Disney trips, your cruises. I can do all that stuff and still give you that high touch experience and still give you what it's like to travel in, you know, in style, making sure that the hotel knows all your preferences, all your likes and wants. And really to make a, that personalized, special touch of a trip for you at any budget. Yeah, absolutely. And then also the fact that you know a lot about miles and points, you can help people combine the, the cash options as well as the miles and points options to make sure that they're using like the, the best of both worlds to be able to stay within their, their travel budget. Absolutely. So one of my favorite things I love to do is to book those people on those crazy business class fairs, whether it's to Europe or to Asia, and then pay for the hotels and the tours and all the other stuff in cash and really maximize the experience and have, you know, an A to Z type journey. So then they start off in the business class flight and they move on to nice hotels and wonderful tours and maximize their budget, as you said, too, and just give them a great experience. Well, fantastic, Jason. Well, if somebody has questions about Cleveland or about your services, what's the best way to reach you on social media? Everything at Mobius Journeys is going to be my handle, M-O-B-I-U-S Journeys, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and then my website, mobiusjourneys.com as well. Well, fantastic. Well, we'll definitely include links to all those in the show notes. Jason, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you, Lee. 
What a fun interview with Jason. I love how Cleveland has such diverse options for foodies, sports fans, and families. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Jason's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Cleveland. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner in today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs, so that way you can stay wrinkle-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEAD to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Balzano, Italy to speak with my new friend Keisha Welt of KrampusCurious.com. In this episode, Keisha and I talk about celebrating Krampus at the local Christmas markets, visiting Otzi the Iceman, a 5,300-year-old mummy at the South Tyrol Museum of Archaeology, and enjoying the Christmas lights and ice sculptures at Lake Carreza. We hope you join us when we travel there. I love hearing your feedback about the show. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere or email me at wetravelthere.com forward slash contact to share your thoughts. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 